Boston PD. This is previously on Modular. When last we left off, our B-team fought the mighty white dragon Arathator. They were able to successfully save Locke, but at the cost of the lives of Teresa and Jamna. My name's Thorn George. My name's Raven Walker. My name's Jack Dean. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards and Ghosts for 5th editions of Dungeons Dragons. That's right, Thorn. These are the pre-written stories made up by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them for you. We had to write them for you. That was supposed to be me, I think. Oh, shit. No, no, I'm one. <laughs> no, I'm one. Fuck! <laughs> All it's right, okay, Raven, you just... do it. No, you got it. You got it. Do one. That's right, Thorn. These are the pre-written stories made up by the folks who made up D and D. We didn't write them, but we are sure as hell here to run them for you. Why would we do that? Well, ja- Jacqueline, maybe your DM has thing about running a particular campaign. You want to give fail for how it plays out. Maybe your players already been in this particular campaign. You want reminiscing on good old days. Maybe you're headed to Myrtle Beach for spring break, y'all. Woo! But y'all should be warned, each of our episodes take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means our major spoilers for the key plot point of each story we're running right now. We're running right to team match, so if you don't want spoilers, you leave now. That's right. And there's one more warning we should offer. That's right, Marianne. Modular is now a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and skeeters. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. <laughs> now that first day, welcome Modular. There's a nudge either a demon. It's a modular pod. It's a modular pod. Little DMD for you and me. Oh yeah. So, Raven, what is the funniest movie you've ever seen? We're the Millers. Okay. Hell yeah. Jack, what's the funniest movie you've ever seen? Really tough call. Um, I'll go for the most recent funny movie that I saw. I've rewatched it several times. Uh, Blues Brothers. That's my favorite movie. Oh my god. Okay. I know, baby. I know. Thorin, what's the funniest movie you've ever seen? The movie that's made me laugh the hardest, I think, ever is probably Kung Pao. Hell yeah. Enter the Fist. Yeah. I think... I. I... I See, I'm going to have to offer up a tie. Blues Brothers is one of them because there are a few jokes in Blues Brothers that hit every time. Like the hutting of the SWAT team at the end will always make me laugh. Just <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Blues Brothers. Oh, oh my God. so good. It's sacrilegious. So we'll have to watch it together. Maybe okay. maybe uh, uh, on my bachelor party. The, the... Um, oh, yeah, sorry, go on. But the other one is, I just remember laughing so hard in the theater, 12 years old, at Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, Tropic just, Thunder was a good one. I mean, like, when he, when he throws the baby at the end, <laughs> I... I remember you fucking busting up. I, I was crying. I like, I, like, fell out of my seat crying, laughing. It was so funny. Oh, my God. The physics of it. The way the baby... It just, you could tell it was a baby doll, and it just looked so funny. <laughs> Oh man, good good times. Why don't you take a step back and fuck your own face? Yeah, (laughs) I think that at work all the time. Where is he? Looks like he's everywhere. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! I don't bring character till I do the DVD commentary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Let's just this episode could just be quoting Traffic Thunder. Just corn syrup, blood blood flavored corn syrup. Warm, warm, blood flavored corn syrup. 
get that dick over here. <laughs> okay. We have to serious. hurry. We only have 12 hours before they wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you know Jack, you know Jack Black fell off that yak? <laughs> what? You know when they put him on that water buffalo? Yeah. Really? He he fell off. Like for real cuz he was like there's no easy way to do it. They just had to hoist me up there and leave me and I fell off and he was like it hurt like shit and he was like that was like the hardest day of filming I've ever had in my life. Wow. Cuz they were like get back they were like get back up there and he was like no, it's a fucking wild animal and it bucked me off and I landed on my fucking hands behind my back like yeah, he said it was brutal. Damn. Hell yeah for committing to the bit though. Oh, he always commits to the bit. He does. I'm really excited to see him as Bowser. Same part of that film I'm excited for. That and Luigi. I was just about to say, you're not excited for Charlie Day's Luigi? No, of course I'm excited. I fucking love (laughs) Charlie Day. I think Charlie Day is what the fuck, like... Also, you guys see um, I Want You Back, the rom-com he's in with Jenny Slate? No, but I've heard it's good. Loved it. I love I love rom coms, and it's one of the it's probably the best rom com like new rom com I've seen in years. I do love Jenny Slate. Yeah, so do I. She's she's gorgeous. I um <laughs> like I saw discovered Jenny Slate at the same time I saw discovered like Catherine Hahn. He might uh, you guys know Catherine Hahn? Oh and yeah, I do. Exa- yeah, exactly. And it got to the point where I was like. I started re- realizing that I was attracted to both of them for very similar reasons. I was like, "Why is that?" I was sort of like exploring that by myself. I was like, "Do I, do I have a thing for Jewish women? Is that what I, <laughs> is that thing that I have? Is that how it works?" So, and it I does really something to, to my schmeckle. I think, yeah, I think, um, I think that's the case. So I, I thought I'd share that with you guys. Apparently, that's a that's a thing for me. Have you seen Girls on HBO? No. Okay, so in Girls, season one. There is um, a main character, and she's in her 20s, and the whole show revolves, like, a lot of the plot points revolve around her being, like, the hottest fucking woman on Earth. And, of course, she's attractive, because she's on a TV show, but she's not the hottest fucking woman on Earth. And she babysits for a family, and the dad, like, attempts to have an affair with her, but the dad is married to Catherine Hahn, and Catherine Hahn is hot as fuck in this show. And I was like... Uh, this is unrealistic. If that was his wife, he would never stray because yeah, she 100%. is a fucking goddess. Hundred percent. You ever so. you ever see uh, Mrs. Fletcher? No. So that's a TV series about Catherine Hahn as a single mum whose son goes to college, and it's about her where like she's never been with anyone since the dad. So it's been like eighteen years, and it's about her rediscovering her sexuality. And it's quite, like, if I remember rightly, it's quite a good series. Obviously, I wasn't, like, paying attention to the series as much as I should have been because it was Catherine Hahn rediscovering her sexuality as a middle-aged woman. No, I'm and writing this, no I'm writing this down just for research. Yeah, just, give it a go. Yeah, this is give just for, this is for science is what I'm watching Yeah, this for. is just, it's just for science. I'm 26. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be awakening this, like, this many new things in me at this later stage. <laughs> God, it's always it's always hard for me to believe that I'm the oldest person in the group. It's hard for us all. (laughs) I'm gonna die first. Not necessarily. That's not that's not how that works. Sally and Annie, you have been running through the wilderness chasing that dragon, or at least you're pretty sure you're chasing the dragon. You don't know exactly where it went after it flew off, but you're heading in that direction. It has been two days. You have not stopped. You have not rested. It's starting to grow exhausting. You take a pause for 30 minutes to collect your thoughts. Sally, I mean, I I don't know if we're going to catch up to this dragon. I don't know how much how much longer we can well, keep running. What like is this. the alternative? We we if 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 Votor, if Votor is, is gone and Locke is gone, what is left of the dragon slayers? You. That's it. It's just you. 
I guess I like I guess I can help, but it's not the it's not the it's not the same. It's been it's been the three of you from the start. I know we have to get him back. I just I don't know the best way to do it. I guess keep on going in that direction, but what happens when we get there? Well, I suppose we'll have to think of that when we when we get there. Um, honestly, uh, I honestly don't know. I don't know if Otto is still alive or not. But if there if there is the slimmest chance that he is, we have to take that as an absolute certainty. We cannot just abandon him. We have to try. Surely. Um, no, never. This is more just no, I, I, me airing my worries. Um, I understand. You know, this is the um, second friend that has kind of just vanished before my eyes. Well, can't help but feel that I'm at fault here. When- when I was younger and working, you know, working, traveling from ship to ship and just working as a, as a monster hunter for those, as, as protection on those ships, there were, there'd be times when I would be able to battle the, the monsters and there'd be times when the monsters would wreck our ship and there were, t- there were times when I was the only survivor. Perhaps it was because of my, my nature as a water genasi. Perhaps it was some divine intervention. Perhaps the sea would never let me die because that is how I was once found as a as a young child. But whatever it was, I would survive where no one else did. My friends, captains, men I worked alongside and who I was unable to save, who I was unable to do my job. And each time I had to remind myself that doing all you can is all you can do. And that is no small feat. So, of course, sometimes in life, things like this happen, but the only thing you can do is continue going and not let them hold you back. Yeah. I guess that's right. Give, give Annie a big old damp hug. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was gonna Y'all say, print that, that on like a mug me. or anything because that was a good. That was a good. That was a good. A good pep talk. <laughs> that, that, that you got was a shirt just or something off the brain bank, back. You know, oh. it's uh, it's weird. Yeah, you know, I'm a low charisma character, but it's like I'm played by a high charisma character. <laughs> <laughs> um, Annie's hugging uh Sally back and then takes a few steps back. Very damp. She realizes Very how wet she's become. <laughs> Very damp. Well, um, I guess we should keep on going now that we well, we're, have. We're, we're, um, we're in a, a Thorin, a forest still, right, Thorin? Still? You. Hmm. Are we still in the Misty you Woods? Are on, no, you're on are, your way up we? from the Misty Woods. You had made it, you'd made it outside of the forest. So you're traveling through like uh, field lands at this point right now. There's like patches of trees around, but it's still very like sort of hilly area sort of flat area you're just traveling onward you take a break get your catch your breath for about 30 minutes and you continue onward can we try and get to higher ground to see if we can't get a little sense of where to go what we can see i go up one of these close rocky hills yeah for sure you you climb uh to the top of a rocky hill and Give me a give me a perception. Okay. Oh fuck, natural one. Oh damn. <laughs> Dog shit. Oh, that's a seven for me. It was almost a dirty twenty. Neither of you really see anything of note in any direction. So it's probably best Lovely. to assume you should keep going. In the one direction that you were going, one D. I was just okay. Oh, good one. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's go forward. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep going forward. I suppose. Do we see any like rivers or anything? Oh, like any bodies of water that? Because we we're chasing the green dragon, so we know it's a blue dragon. 
Oh, of course it was. And yeah, it was sorry, a, no, I got that. Yeah, it was game. a blue screen. Oh, okay, in which case, yeah, we'll just, mm-hmm. we'll just continue going then. That's not good. You continue onward for, I'm going to say about three days until you make it to a small village. And if the dragon's been by here, it's probably good for the good to ask around. And also, it's just a good place to rest in a village, you know, get some food, get some sleep. Yeah. Um, I guess, is there a a store, perhaps? Like, you know, some merchants there that is we an can inn. approach? An inn? Yes. Even? Sort of yeah, like a, some... more oh, of a local tavern sort of deal, but they probably have beds. <clears throat> you walk into this inn, you see... All right. You see the sign on on the front of it says the only inn. And you open these saloon-style doors and you see there are a few people sitting around. Everybody looks miserable. You do see there is a table in the back that has a large crowd around it. And you're wondering, probably, what's that large crowd doing there? Well, astonishingly to your eyes, you see what looks like a giant tortoise standing on the other side of the table alongside these townsfolk. Is it is it a fight? No. No. The the tortoise seems to be um just you know standing there talking with the people. You you can start to overhear uh some of what he's saying. What this town needs is better reinforcements. I'm thinking I could probably build you a few ballistas. I've given some of your guards new and improved spearheads. There's lots of things we can smith and build. I would be happy to help with all of it because... That dragon's gonna come back, and I've been fighting cultists for I don't know how long, but they're they're hungry for small towns like this, so I want to help you prepare the best you can. And y'all see this this rather large turtle um, has these kind of goggles on his face that are kind of shaped like an owl but they almost look like um they could like block out a lot of light or maybe work in the inverse he's got this just massive cloak on that can fit around his giant shell it looks like a fucking curtain um he's got this amulet around his neck he's he's got this hammer on his hip he he looks like kind of a weathered dude and next to him is a metallic donkey that is about the size of a German shepherd. Um, and it's just kind of hanging out with them, kind of nestling. It nestles into his leg and he says, now, now, burrito, don't worry. <laughs> we'll go on a little walk soon. Okay, buddy. And he's just informing these people about kind of different defenses of the town. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna push my uh, myself to the front of the, uh, the crowd with uh, with Annie and Toto and go. Uh, excuse me, sir. We are we are chasing a dragon. Can you describe this one that you that you are defending this town against? Well, there's lots of dragons, you know, but the one I'm speaking of looks to be about a a, a younger blue dragon, continuously flying. Uh, towards us southwest away from us northeast and it it seems to be up to no good blue dragons you know uh as this dude's talking you can kind of hear his intellect is is kind of coming out he seems to be a smart cookie uh he i he explains blue dragons you know oftentimes um have 
lightning powers uh, and that storms seem to follow. There's been more thunderstorms in the area as of late. Um, so he's explaining all of this to you. Yeah, turtle splaining. Talking with turtles. Um, this, this... <laughs> Are you turtly enough for the turtle this, club? Well, this seems quite intuitive. One of our one of our dear companions, um, one of the the dragon slayers you may have heard of, has been captured by this blue dragon, and we are we are hunting it. If uh, if protecting this town from it is what you seek, then I would argue that the best defense is a good offense. Why don't you use some of your, your metal donkey and these ballistas you're talking about and come with us and help us kill this dragon. And, mm. um, so sorry before we get any further, but I don't think we've gotten your name, um, perchance. Yes, my name is Pancho Sanza. Good, <laughs> good to meet you both. Your names? Just kidding. I know your names. You're Annie of what is colloquially known as Annie and the Cucks, but... <laughs> Regionally known as the Dragon Slayers, and of course you are Sally Salt, the dear companion that joined them in Waterdeep. Your tales are known throughout the land, and I like to keep my my shell to the ground, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, then you know our uh, our companion Votoroy. He is the one that we seek. He is the the holy man, a uh, a renowned fighter. Yes, he's uh. He's quite impressive. Uh, very cool. <laughs> I... is, he, is he your favorite out of, he... out of like all of us? I was thinking about getting a Votoroy Shans tattoo, actually. Oh, my God. But um, I, I, am a, I am a big fan of yours, uh, Miss Dangerfield. Or, oops, <laughs> Miss Oakleaf. <laughs> You're not married to Locke. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, That's not what happened. So... I I think you're all cool. Even that lock guy is cool. Yeah, he's alright. <laughs> he's, he's cool, I guess. Um. Well. Well. Poncho. Um. Uh, what do you think of this proposition? It's interesting. I feel. On one end, I am a turtle, going into my shell, playing defense. It's kind of what I'm into. But, on another hand, I've been longing for adventure. I'm a middle-aged turtle, and I've never done much with my life. And in the past few months, I've just decided there's some bad stuff going on, and I'm pretty good at swinging a hammer into motherfuckers' faces. So, I don't know. What say you, townsfolk? I, I feel a bond with you, and... If you feel this is the best course of action to help keep you safe. You see a small uh, gnomish gentleman steps up. I think it would be very helpful to us if you would do uh, take care of this dragon. Okay, Bill. <laughs> yeah. That's Bill, everyone. Yes. Well, Marie, my full name is William Bigsby. But everybody just calls me Bill. <laughs> that's, that's enough out of you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I like to call him Big Bill. It's kind of a ironic little joke. Between the two of us, he calls me Little Poncho. <laughs> and Poncho does stand about six foot tall. You can see he easily weighs over 400 pounds. He's... He's a chonk of a boy. Oof. He's dense. Well, it's, it seems like the townsfolk have spoken. If Bill <laughs> is the voice of the people. Bill is usually the guy that talks. <laughs> I'm the mayor of this village. He is the mayor. He's also an excellent baker. Yes, but nobody really talks to me about that. Well, what's your favorite dessert to make, Bill? <laughs> I do, Bill. Oh, man, that's a good question. <laughs> You're I... so kind, Annie. <laughs> Annie's been having a tough few weeks. If you last a little bit, she needs some, some humor. I really like making this thing called a baked Alaska. It's pastry and ice cream, and you even get to set it on fire. 
Well, that sounds delicious. Um, where's this Alaska place? Like, I've never heard of Alaska. Alaska what? Oh, it's just a, it's just a phrase. Oh, okay. It, it, it just, it's just a word. I think people made it up. Well, maybe. I don't think it's named after anything. I think it's just going to baked Alaska. Well, the, you know, tool of language is often practiced via something being named after something else. Someone felt a certain amount of syllables related to some tangible concept within our world. So I'm sure Alaska is named after something, Bill, but yeah, it's just a little word. I think you're looking too much into it, man. <laughs> anyway, right. I have to go. It sounds like I should ready my gear. I have to go start baking things for the Bill. orphans at the cult lift us. Let us, um, we, we, we have been traveling a long time. Let us, uh, let us rest here, resupply, and then at first light, we can, uh, we can head off. All right. While, that. while these two are resting, I want to, before Annie, you know, kind of dozes off, <clears throat> I would like to talk to her and say, uh, I have some unique abilities as I like to smith things that can hold certain magical properties. I'm wondering, I, I have a few ideas, just knowing your fighting style, a kind of mobile, get in, hit at the weak spot kind of practice you use. I'm wondering which of these um, might be the most valuable to you, Miss Oakleaf. So first, I could craft you a helmet, if you'd like, that can keep you more aware of your surroundings. When a fight starts, you'll have an extra bit of drop on other people, perhaps, and surprises won't come to you often. But I also could imbue that armor you're wearing with a elemental resistance, if you think that would be useful. Um, a blue dragon is what we hunt, perhaps lightning could be uh, in, in our futures, and keeping you safe from that might be worthwhile as well. But I also could just enhance the armor you're currently wearing and just make it better. Uh, I don't know how to describe this, but if I was to try to quantify it, if it takes, say, a 16 to normally hit you, this would make it an 18. Does that kind of thing make sense to you? Um, yeah, that does, that does make sense. Uh, as Raven... I don't know which one which one of these seems the most most useful. Yeah, so I can give you a plus two to AC. I can give you a resistance to, I think any type include like yeah, literally anything. Um, or helm of awareness mm. gives you advantage. So on I already rules. have relatively high initiative, and my AC is seventeen. So plus two would make it a nineteen. Um. That's but nasty. I also that's pretty good. But I also do have um shield now. So mm, good point. Good point. That would give me a plus five to AC. Um, so you could get a twenty-four AC. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty tight. Which but also, the elemental resistance majorly beneficial. is is alluring but if it would only apply to this one it's not just this one and like you would have your armor would just be resistant to that for the rest of the campaign yeah but would what i kind of mean is like i mean it would eventually come into use again but oh. like in other interactions let's say it, the dragon doesn't yeah. do lightning damage then like if i select for it to be resistance to that luckily i can change these the, just like every this. day i just have to have the time to do it that's tight i'm an artificer if you can't tell mm -hmm. so what do we think hey <laughs> what, what do we what do uh, we think? I, I personally i would go just the straight ac that's what i'm leaning towards because I, th I think i think that we, that's that would help a lot more i mean if for this particular uh, particular fight you could go resistance for that but i think like it'd be better. But a lot of times with those it even it's like a deck save, right? And my deck save is so high. That's that, a good like, and you have evasion. 
So yeah, and I have so evasion. like it because you would only take half damage at max. So that's a good point. The AC might be more useful. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. We're we're we'll just go ahead and plus two the AC. Yeah, go for AC. What I will say is though, I'm not as experienced as playing a rogue as you, uh, Raven. From very recent experience, turns out you can't evade everything. So do that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So on your armor, you should be able to just bump it up. Yeah, you can. All right, so you you got that covered. Nice. Fucking cool. Annie now has a 19 AC. Only something for Annie, nothing for Sally. Well, the rest of my artificer infusions are going to me, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. But Sally Um, has a badass sword. Yeah. And she she doesn't wear armor. And neither neither do I. I. Um, I, I give Mr. Poncho a... I pat on the shell and thank him for his his kind work. It looks good on you. It looks reinforced. It looks sleek, cool, badass. Yeah, it, it feels like it. You know, all of a sudden, it just feels like I have plus two to my AC. You know, I I feel that too. <laughs> nice. So, just for audience, just in case people are curious, because I know, like, when I listen to a live stream, I want to know, like, every little detail about a new character. So, the two artificer infusions that I made for Poncho, he has a ring, a spell refueling ring. So, while wearing this ring, the creature can recover one expended spell slot of third level or lower once per day. And then I have a radiant weapon as well. So, my Warhammer is plus one to attack and damage rolls. While holding it, I uh, may take a bonus action to activate or deactivate shedding bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. As a reaction, immediately after being hit by an attack, I can expend one charge of four and cause the attacker to be blinded until the end of the attacker's next turn unless they succeed a con save. So I This is the makings of a new B team. Yeah. Hell yeah. Or is this technically the C team? Do we reuse them? No, this is, as long as Annie is here, it is A team. Question, um, I'm just curious, like, what is, do do turtles have, I've never really looked into them. What is their, like, AC like? Is it higher just because they have a shell? Like, so I have seven, I have 17 AC naturally and I can't wear armor. So turtle barbarians are usually pretty popular, but, um. 17 AC, I'm wearing a cloak of protection, so I have 18 AC. And then I can go into my shell, and while I do that, my AC, I think, bumps up to 20-something. I obviously can't, like, do anything in there. It's just, like, a defensive thing. But I also get advantage on strength saves while in my shell, but disadvantage on dex saves while in my shell. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, turtles are... I like turtles. I like, I like turtles. <laughs> and this, this, uh, just for the, also for the audience, this character um, was inspired by Jacob Die on our private Facebook group. So if you're thinking, oh, I don't really want to be a part of a Facebook group, well, I literally made a character because someone in our Facebook group suggested this kind of midlife crisis turtle who's just never really done much with his life has a midlife crisis and is like, I want to be an adventurer. <laughs> and Pancho Sanza now exists. Hell yeah. You can Thanks, actually Jacob. affect affect this internal world of what you listen to by just interacting with us. You all rest up for the night and you get your things, put on your backpacks. The bartender actually is selling tasty cakes if you want to buy them. Oh my god. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh I'll how much? Those. How much gold he, would Poncho he, have? We'll say he has a a good sum of five hundred. Cool. I'll take cut their their potion of just potion of healing, right? Yeah. I'll take who was I'll take three. Okay. How much did I charge for him last time? It doesn't one, matter. Different economies one gold have pop. different prices. Uh, this is going to be five per tasty cake. I'll take two of those. I'll take three. Okay. okay. Cool. I've, I, I do have a potion of greater healing as well. So. 
Yeah, I have a few of those. Man, I knew a group of people who could have used some of those. Not anymore, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you say they cost, Thorin? I'm sorry. Five gold. Okay. Uh, I'm working on a, a new stew that has the benefits of a greater potion of healing, but it's not ready yet. Maybe if you come back, I'll, it'll be ready for you then. Trying to circulate the recipe, too. I mean, that that's good, I guess. I haven't come up with a name for it yet. So if anybody has any ideas. Extra tasty cakes? <laughs> but it's a stew. Oh, oh it's a stew. Interesting. Sorry, I really like that one. <laughs> it's, it's a stew. Interesting. You head off into the wilderness. You know you're needing to head northeast, but you're not entirely certain where it could be that this dragon is found. And so by the second night, you begin to feel a little disheartened as you set up a camp to rest. You two look kind of down. It's been a rough week. It's been a rough, um, I don't know, however long we've been at this this damn thing at this point. Um, Less than a year. Right? Like, that's fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. this, this time last year, this wasn't happening. Well, that you know of. We, we weren't involved in it. If I may ask, where is Mr. Dangerfield? Um, to be transparent, uh, on a hunk of ice, presumably, um... Yeah, he w- he was he was also taken by a by a dragon. We don't know if he is still alive or not. <clears throat> well, I'm sorry to hear he's on a hunk of ice. I'm not much one for the cold myself, but it's all gonna work out, you know. Yeah. See, um, I kind of died. Oh. So. That's why Locke is there, and just kind of sucks to see your friend pull another friend pulled out from underneath your feet right in front of you. So I just hope we can get Voltori back. Well, um, I can't speak for myself and my prowess, but Burrito here, he's he's pretty good at, <laughs> pardon the pun kicking ass <laughs> and burrito just goes <laughs> I I appreciate what you what you're saying but there is um, I don't think either of us have ever been in a, in a, in a war before and uh, the toll it is taking is quite it's quite extreme. As you're it's talking, kind of... you begin to hear the sound of thunder in the distance. How, how far off do we know? It sounds like it's a little far. Is someone give me a, like a nature. Oh, I'm, I'm good at this. I ain't. That's a six. <laughs> oh, I rolled a natural one, so <laughs> I also got a six. I also got a six. God, we rolled our shit. 
Oh, I got an eight. It's a very low <laughs> grumbling, so it's entirely possible that it is miles away. Hmm. I see. I I suggest we get our rest and head that way on the morrow. I I agree. That seems like the best course of action. You all go to sleep. Burrito stands guard. He doesn't sleep. Hell yeah. Everyone give me a perception. Not investigation? That's an eight. Dude. Twelve. Ten. Okay. Give me one second. You said a twelve, Annie? You hear... Mm -hmm. What sounds like a humming of electricity and a snapping of a branch. Uh, I am awakening the my my comrades. <laughs> Y'all, do you hear that? No, not really. <laughs> I rolled very low. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, a. Uh, it almost sounds like a, a buzzin'. There's, I think there's something out there. Oh, okay, okay, let's, uh... Let's Aside go. from the light of the fire, there is no other light in the sky. The moon and stars are covered by clouds. Let's light this bitch up, and I pull out my hammer and activate <laughs> its light, so we now have nice. six, 60 feet of light. Give me an investigation. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, I rolled an 11. Can I tell you that my passive investigation is a 24? A 24? Jesus. That's yeah, you so can high. That. Smart boy. Hell yeah. You, okay, then yeah, no, that passes. You... are looking. You, you all three are scanning your surroundings. And you see, Poncho, there is something that looks like a bright blue pair of eyes peeking out at you from the tall grass. And in an instant, you hear... <laughs> Like the roar of thunder, like lightning bolt just struck by you. And raising from the grass is this massive, it looks kind of like a salamander, only it has horns on its head, and it's bright blue, and it has like six pair of legs. This is the bad guy from Monsters, Inc. (laughs) Rando, that's his name. Does anybody, Rando. does anybody want to give me like a like a nature history kind of check? Yes. Yeah. I'll... God damn, nine. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Our man Poncho knows things. Poncho, you know this is a behir. What do I know about a Bahir? A Bahir is... Bahir. Bahir. But every fucking where. Bahir. It's Bahir. You know that Bahirs were created by the giants as weapons in the war against the dragons. You know that they embody the element of lightning, and you know they are voracious predators. Oh. That friend is no friend of a dragon. Not afraid. It speaks? I have heard you talking. I have been following you for quite He looks at the two of you, specifically Annie and Sally. I know you seek the dragon. 
that they kicked you out of your home. Um, no, no, it isn't. No. Every time I have tried to strike back, they have had some form of defense. But I've whittled it down, and I can help you get your friend back. I have seen him. Yes, yes. And I know they have no defenses, so if we were to all go together, we could destroy them. And what do you want in return? I just want my lair back. It was comfortable. A place that I knew for thousands of years. This allyship Makes sense to me. Mm. Likewise, I've I've hunted enough monsters in my life to know that not all monsters are monsters. Oh, I am a monster. <laughs> that doesn't what help. That doesn't help. <laughs> I will be your friend. Annie, what do you think? I mean, um, if he knows where Votori is and. I mean, all he really wants back is his home. It seems like this partnership will behoove us. Let's fucking do this, then. So. Wait, what did he say? Sorry. My name. Could you repeat that for here? <laughs> My name is Velahir. I still, I'm I'm still, st- I'm still not getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're still, we're My still name true. is Vela here. Uh, <laughs> actually, I also just realized I can, um, if a creature speaks my language, even if I don't hear them, like in that instance, I can still understand what they're saying by reading their lips. Because I have keen mind. So I knew oh, what he was saying. Oh, we get it. You're smart, you, you Sherlock. Uh, Andy and Sally were like, we are not hearing what this guy has to say. Like, what was that? I've got a lot of water in my ears. It's like, uh, what, what can you do? Come up along my back, and I shall take thee there faster than your two little legs can take you. Sick. Sounds good to me. Well, this is our Uber. Think, Let's go. Do you think Burrito will fit on your back? This little guy? No, no, I don't like that. (laughs) I'll I'll hold him in my lap. (laughs) You, Annie and Sally, you hop on, and Poncho, as soon as you hop on, he goes, Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And you know how, like, when you touch a, like, one of those uh, balls with electricity on them, your hair kind of stands? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what's happening right now. Your hair is standing. I don't have hair. <laughs> to those of you who do have hair, your hair is standing. Burrito's hair is standing. Yeah, burrito's. Burrito's made of metal. He's like vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> He's like hair. <laughs> you see, he tucks his legs into his side and he begins slithering like a snake. Randall. <laughs> and it takes about a day and a half. Of traveling on the back of this weird snake salamander thing, but you eventually do make it to this lonely sort of mountain. If you've ever studied a map, you've never seen this mountain before. It's just a an unmarked one. It's not of any importance, probably because it is a Bahir's lair. <sighs> we can get with the element of surprise. Their defenses are low and we are strong. Fucking yeah, let's ride in there. Let's fuck fuck this up. You climb up 
to a cavern entrance and you feel a strange presence. The shadows along the ground begin to shift and turn and stretch and four humanoid looking figures with wings rise out of them. And you see a, you hear a like the sound of a, a whip cracking mixed with flame and the sound of a sword slashing mixed with lightning as out of this cavern steps a like 15 foot tall looking monstrous being with huge leathery wings, glowing white eyes mm. and two terrible horns upon its head. It opens its mouth and so I'm thinking. lets out this terrible, terrible roar. And Vela here goes, It looks like they stepped up their defenses. Modular is Raven Walker as Annie Oakleaf, Jack Dean as Sally Salt, Luke Job as Poncho Sanza, and Thorne George as RDM. The story heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module The Rise of Tiamat. Holly Lyons is our fantastic ed- editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram at the Modular Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout, shout out to at Level Up Lounge TK, at Social Justice GM, at Sinister Sob, at Sky4589, and at Niadon D&D, or maybe Niadon D&D. If you want a shout out like them, or maybe I mispronounce your Twitter handle, you should follow us on Twitter. Twitter is our primary social media. If you listen to all of our outros, you know we shout out Twitter more than anybody else, which means that if you want to be in with the cool kids, you got to follow us there. Thank you so much to all of the folks who have enjoyed the last little kind of side arc. Now we're back to the main arc, trying to rescue Voltoroy. I hope you're enjoying everything that you're listening to. Please interact with us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. You know, there's always those little ratings and reviews that you could go to, maybe, mm-hmm, if you're trying to put in some feedback out into the ether. So keep those in mind as well. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. Modular.